Quarter shoot. Bradley sees that. Step back. And that'll do us at Spark Arena. As the court winds down, the breakers still in that third spot, hunting that second spot. 16 wins has been up on my board for a very long time. That's our number one goal. You keep asking me if I'm having fun for a big part of the season. So I told myself, when we get to 16, I'll have fun for a little bit, I'll enjoy it, and tomorrow I'll go back to regular. Well, it's been a challenging anniversary weekend for the Auckland region, but the Breakers have given them and the rest of the country something to cheer about with an 80-74 victory over Melbourne United at the Spark Arena, which thankfully remained dry. That snapped up a nine-game losing streak against the well-coached Melbourne side. Of course, that coach being one very familiar to us and Dean Vickerman. But the Breakers have their own special coach, Mody Maioa. You just heard uh, his feelings afterwards. He's helped the club turn things around in quite a dramatic fashion. And joining us now is New Zealand Breakers centre Sam Timmins, of course, uh, well-known uh, to us also as part of the champion Otago Nugget. Sam, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Morning, Smithy. How are you going? I'm going good, man, but you guys must be going extra good, and there was certainly plenty of emotion around. We just heard that clip from uh, Modi, but what was it like in the locker room afterwards? Yeah, uh, it was was an accumulation of so many different highs and lows that have happened throughout the season. Um, For him personally, like, you know, this is his first season as head coach, but he's been assistant for the last two, and, you know, the the going narrative for this whole season is, part of the reason why there's so much writing on it or why there's so much drive to make it a special season is because of the, the past two seasons and he was there for those. So he feels how much this means to the club and to everyone in it and everyone around it and fans. So it's, it's pretty special that we've been able to clinch a playoff spot and that we know for sure we're going to have a crack at playing for the, playing for the title. Right, OK, 16 wins was the goal for the season, now achieved. Uh, last night, the Sydney Kings uh, clinched their top spot. But uh, what about that second spot? Uh, I guess all eyes on Cairns now. Exactly. Yeah, no, we just, we just need need, uh, need Perth to do us a favour and get it done for, for us. The Breakers um, can still, of course, finish second. And if they do, of course, you bypass the playing tournament, go straight through their semi-finals. Yep. How significant would that be in terms of where you're at, you feel? Oh, it's massive. You know, like, um, you, you skip a whole round of playoffs. That's extra training you get, extra rest you get, time you get to look after your body, time you get with your families, at home, recharge. But, like, at the same time, if we miss, you know, there's, there's always the other side of there's extra games that you play, so you come in to the semis with a bit more rhythm. So, honestly, like, either way, I think we'd rather have the second spot and get that extra, you know, time to train and recover and stuff like that but you know either either path we have is one that's super achievable for us and the and the team we have so hopefully Perth can get it done and we can win out secure second but if not we've still got a pretty good pretty good run never better example um i think it's fair to say sam um of just the level of support you guys get six and a half thousand people turn up in a city that's basically flooding at the time how motivating was that Oh, it was unreal. It was, it was pretty cool, to be honest. Like, especially because you know we 
we were just coming back from Brisbane and it took us a bunch of time to land in the plane. The, we, we, the first time we came in, we got about halfway down through the descent and then you just feel the pilot hit the jets and just like boost back into the sky because we were getting rocked around so much. And then we land and about 40 minutes after we go through the airport, we're getting photos of the things flooded and you know, half the boys are coming back to, you know, there's slips by their houses and flooding going on all over the place and it's it's awful to see what's going on. And we, we were, you know, ready to play a game without fans there because people had to deal with what they had going on at their home. So when it was, Spike was down there packed out, it was, it was a pretty awesome feeling and it was even better to, to get a playoff clinching win in front of them. Mm. Sure was. Uh, absolutely special. Now, Chris Golding is uh, typically a threat for Melbourne, but your defence managed to put pressure on him. He only uh, shot three from 15, which was uh, a big influence in the outcome. Yeah, man. Because um, <laughs> I've, I've been on, this, you know, that's my sixth time playing against Melbourne uh, in a Breakers uniform, and that's, <laughs> that's the worst, you know, he's ever done. Well, more, I guess it's more fair to say the best we've ever done on him because, yeah, he's always... It doesn't matter how he's shooting at any point during the game. He can always just rattle off three, four in a row in a quarter and completely change the dynamic of the game. But, you know, we were so locked in on that and so focused that he didn't really get a get, a, get any room to breathe. And those three ones that he did make were really difficult, tough threes to hit. So, yeah, I think that's a, a big testament to why we were able to get the win. On average, how much time do you spend uh, on that defensive si- uh, situation then uh, uh, during the week? Oh, it's at the point where pretty much any any Chris Goulding plays, everyone knows them at this point. There's you know the two um, the baseline staggers and the pin downs that Melbourne always runs for him. And if and if Chris Goulding ever hits a three, then you know that Melbourne going to run the next few plays for him because he's so central to that offense that you have to know. And he's a shooter, right? So anytime he's inside the the three point line, something is going to be happening, and someone's going to try and set a screen for him to come out and get a three. So like, it's that's like whenever you play Melbourne, every team in the league, not just us, is going to spend a good amount of time preparing for just knowing what sort of shooting actions and how they're going to try and get him looks and how to stop it. Now, Sam, you mentioned before Modi's uh, first season as head coach, although he's been around the scene for a little while. Uh, in all the franchises you've played, you get an opportunity, I, I guess, to uh, weigh up the influence of a coach. What has been, uh, from your point of view, the, the most um, influential things that Modi Mayor's style has brought to this franchise? I think the biggest part with Modi is that there, there are a lot of times where a coach can feel like um, you know, they're trying to hold a hold a controller and, you know, control the team through a joystick and it's like, oh, I'm going to make sure everything's here. And it feels very, there's the coach and then there's the players. And it's obviously still like that, but I've, everyone feels that Modi's just invested as everyone else in the team. And he gets that, you know, we're all humans and we have other things going on in our lives and it's like, it's very much to the point where you feel that that dude is just as bored in as you and is going to work just as hard as you. And it's cool having someone in the head coach spot that believes in you that much and is going to work that much and it means that much to him and it trickles down throughout the rest of the organisation. You mentioned before uh, your, the rhythm and you know the consistency you're going to need going into the playoffs regardless of whether you've got extra game time or not. But you still have a couple of games remaining in the regular season. 
How do you think you, you're going to approach those having a, a playoff spot guaranteed? Uh, will you just continue standards or will you just sit back a wee bit? Um, I think the, the, the most important thing going into these playoff games is, you know, when you get to the playoffs, you don't necessarily rise to occasion. You fall down to your habits. So these two games are a really good chance to set championship level habits. So, if, you know, if we go in and we kind of rest on our laurels and go, you know, we've already made playoffs, doesn't really matter what happens in these games. Then that, that opens up the risk of, you know, kind of subconsciously falling into that sort of level of effort, habit, intensity, execution. So I think for these next two games, it's more important than ever to be playing the game with the level of focus, confidence and intensity that was, you know, those are the three sort of things that we've kind of needed to find the perfect balance of recently, which has brought us on this little run. And I think it's even more important now that we've made playoffs to pick that up in the next two. What about the personal development of uh, Sam Timmons? What so far in the season have you been able to get out of it in terms of your your own personal game? Um, my personal game, obviously, you know, I do I do my I do my extra workouts and stuff because you know I don't. Me and uh, Dan and uh, Alex McNaught have not been like a super massive part of the the playing rotation this year, and that's just part of being on any sort of team, man. So, like for me. It's uh, it's about being a professional because you know this is my job, making sure that I'm getting the extra work and like you know, I think a big thing from last year to this year is you know kind of focusing less on just like the fact that I'm not playing and like you know approaching training as like every time I get on the court I'm I'm trying to earn my way onto the court and if I if I'm if I do something wrong or I mess up then it's like you know everything's all like, hard oh, you know stuff from getting upset because I'm feel like I'm not going to play. It's more about like just making sure that I'm controlling what I can control. Um, I'm learning everything I can. I'm being a sponge. Like, you know, any, anything that DP or Rob is doing on the court, that Modi, I'm, you know, I'm looking at it like it's me doing it, learning it like it's me doing it. So, you know, I can carry that into, you know, my own time on the court when I get there. It's like I've already got the reps mentally. Yeah, so, man, honestly, just trying to do everything I can to, to get as much out of it personally while also being, you know, a part of the special team at the same time. Win, lose or draw in terms of uh, the breakers' season going forward, uh, what, uh, in terms of uh, perhaps uh, the sales NBL, etc., what, what are we looking for in terms of Sam Timmons? Uh, in terms of the sales NBL? Yep. Back to the Nuggets. Um, I haven't, I haven't signed any contract yet, but it's, it's going to be hard for me to go anywhere else. You know, I'm, just, I'm a blue and gold boy. Well, that'd be nice to know that uh, you're staying with us, mate. Um, I'll get Hutchie on the phone and get that sorted, that contract. Uh, I'll be <laughs> nice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Put another zero <laughs> on the end of it, Hutchie, don't worry. Uh, look, here's the thing. Um, been great, Sam. Uh, we're all into it. It was particularly fantastic over the weekend, bearing in mind that uh, Auckland was in turmoil, to be fair, that you were able to do that for them. So, yeah. uh, wonderful. And uh, now we know that uh, we've got a lot more breakers action to follow up on. So, congratulations to you, the squad, um, Modi, everyone that's part of it. Thank you very much. Awesome, cheers, Modi.